0: everyone welcome back to another episode of with love alexa today i'm talking with jenna green the creator of full of grit and grace and a fellow chronic pain warrior i'm excited to talk to her about her her business and um just her story in general and here she is hi jenna hi alexa thank you for having me i'm really excited to talk to you as well I am too. So thank you, and thank you for coming on as a guest. I'm honored to have you. It's my pleasure. How are you today?
1: I'm doing well, thanks. You know, in in a good good vibe of my
0: um, health journey, or or
1: for now, at least. Fingers crossed, you know. Yes,
0: knock on wood. <laughs> um we if you want we can just start out by like you maybe just going through your background a little bit of your story um maybe like your how you were diagnosed and what you're diagnosed with
1: (laughs) yeah so i was actually diagnosed four years ago yesterday um with multiple sclerosis so it's a
0: neurological
1: disease um they don't know how you get it um or why you get it but um essentially if you're an autoimmune disease so your immune system is attacking the myelin which is like the nerve covering um in your brain and on your spinal cord
0: um did you how did you know like to maybe go and get checked out like did you have symptoms
1: i did um my first you know i probably had symptoms before that i kind of brushed off like tingling in my arms and um you know some general fatigue and i Uh, you know I kind of brush it off as oh I pulled my shoulder or or whatever Um, but my first real um, flare up as they call it or my first like visible symptoms that sent me to the doctor was um, well I felt really dizzy but what it turned out to be was optic neuritis which is where like my left eye was essentially just twitching (laughs) Um, it's a very common um, first symptom of multiple sclerosis and um took a couple of months um to figure out what was going on in fact they kind of blew me off at the mm-hmm. the ER when I went they thought oh you just have vertigo go home and if you don't feel better in a couple of weeks like call a neurologist but um uh, I, I don't give up on things and I really didn't feel right so I ended up going to the neurologist and they immediately were like oh yeah you need an MRI right now and the MRI was uh, very clear that I had MS. So in a way, I was very lucky that it only took a few months for me to be diagnosed, whereas I know a lot of people where it took me years.
0: Yeah, and it all has to do with, like, the whole invisible illness. Like, you probably have gotten, like, oh, but you look good. You Like, you don't look sick.
1: Oh, I get that all the time. And it just, I mean, I laugh because, well, I don't know. I laugh about a lot of things. I kind of feel like you have to laugh about yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Like, I like to joke around, otherwise it's just kind of depressing, but, um, yep. you know, I, uh, I participated on Instagram with this whole hashtag, sick, not ugly. <laughs> like, yeah, I know I'm sick, but I look fine, right? Yeah. It's an, in, it's an invisible illness. You can't see it. You can't see what's happening in the nerves and the nerve covering. Um, you know, sometimes I do need to use a cane, and then it's a little bit more visible, I also have um, a form of spasm that's caused by the damage for my MS, it's called dystonia. Um, So if you pay real good attention to like my feet, depending on where I am and like my schedule where I get Botox to kind of freeze the muscles, you can see that my toes are twitching or my feet start to clamp. But I don't think anyone's really paying that good of attention. So I look perfectly fine. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't look sick quote unquote. It's not like I look like I have the flu or even if I'm hooked up to an IV I don't look particularly ill any more so than I did four years ago, you know?
0: Right. And like even sometimes like when you have the flu, it's I mean they see the symptoms maybe, but like you don't even necessarily always look sick. Like you might look okay on the outside. But Right. Not as much as like we do, but
1: eh. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Um, What was life like before you were diagnosed, or during like your diagnosis? Were you working full-time? So I've actually been working full-time for myself for
1: um, past six years now. So I work from home, which is great, Um, but you know, there there are the ups and downs, right? Uh (laughs) Um, So it was great that I was already working for myself, but because I was working for myself, Um, I had just, you know, I, I had, I felt like I needed to push through a lot. Like you don't get sick days when you work for yourself. Um, you know, you don't have paid time off when you work for yourself. And I've been in marketing and social media marketing for, you know, almost two decades now. So I'm good at my job. But when I was first diagnosed, my first flare up, um, like I really didn't understand how well, of course, I didn't understand how my body was not performing at its, like, regular baseline level. And things that used to come really easy to me, like, were all of a sudden very hard. And, of course, it was really hard to focus on, like, the computer screen with optic neuritis. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I did lose some clients. I did um, lose some income. I, I did have to take some time off. You know, it was it was. It was scary in that sense and I I have to make adjustments every day on how I'm going to work and what's going to be best for me because like, you know, I'm sure every
0: day is a little bit different. Yeah, like you don't know what life's going to be day to day, even minute to minute sometimes.
1: So Exactly. Like I can estimate how well I'll feel depending on, you know, a variety of different things like... If I've been keeping up with my stretching and exercises, and when I last had um, Botox or a massage or you know things like that, and or when I overdid it, how many days it might take me to recover? But you know, it's it's uh it's definitely a bit of a guessing game and a bit of like an art of paying attention to your body and kind of understanding what's best for you.
0: Yeah, and it's like even if there is a day or two you can't do much, you. Even though, like, I don't know about you, but, like, I always should feel guilty. Because I'm like... Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm like, I need to do something. Like, I can't just not. It's so, like my OCD, like, kicked in in that way.
1: Yep, exactly. I am the same way. I have a very hard time doing nothing, and I don't enjoy it at all.
0: No, I don't either. Especially, like, now like that I have, like, my blogs and my podcasts and all this stuff. Like, I'm, there's always something to do right
1: there's always something to do as a small business owner or an advocate or a blogger you know whatever that you when you don't work traditional nine-to-five your to-do list never ends which is like a good thing and a bad thing at the yeah. same
0: time no I yeah I, I completely agree and I think that um it's just you gotta like just know that it's okay to not be able to do something for it's because it's gonna hurt you in the long run if you keep doing it. Exactly. I, yeah, I was. Um, and
1: it, it's a hard thing to kind of get through.
0: Mhm. Yeah, because I was actually um, three years ago um, is when I got sick from a car accident. So I get and like mine took a year to be diagnosed. Like I had a lot of different doctors mm. and people telling me it's in my head. So. I get it. (laughs)
1: Oh, isn't that nice? You're like, yeah, it actually is in my head. Thank you. Just not that Um, way. Not in the way that you're implying ever so rudely.
0: Yes. But one of the things you had said, um, like earlier and actually just a minute ago about being your own advocate, like that's one of my biggest things that I've like talked about and that I like believe in. It's like you know your body more than anybody else. So we know like if something's not right.
1: Exactly. And we are the ones that have to push forward with that. I mean, we are the CEOs of our own health care. And no matter what's going on with your health, whether, you know, you have a chronic illness or um, you have like a straightforward situation where you just you know exactly what you need, you're the one that's living in your body. And your doctors are experts in healthcare care and medicine, but they're not experts in your personal situation.
0: Right. And even every illness, every syndrome, whatever it is, is different still for everybody.
1: Exactly. Like I mean, they call MS the snowflake disease for that reason because there's no, no two people have the same exact symptoms or experience. There's tons of different medicines now, which is great, but they can't tell you which one's going to work best for you. It.
0: Right. It's all trial and error. And then half the time they don't work well. Some do, right. some exactly. don't. So, how are you, like, today? Do you have, um, like, with your symptoms?
1: I mean, I have, so I have relapse-remitting MS, which is a little bit misleading in the title. There's a, a few different types of MS. Relapse-remitting is technically, like, the best one, I guess, if you want to, if you're going to have to get one. Because um, <laughs> I don't recommend it to anyone. Yeah. Zero stars. Don't recommend
0: <laughs> Negative. Um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't recommend, right? I'm sure you're not recommending it to anyone. But um, relapse-remitting is technically um, the the, less, the least aggress- aggressive kind. Um, but I do have an aggressive form of relapse-remitting MS, I would say. Um, because I've had four relapses in the last four years. Mm-hmm. While I don't have new lesions on my MRI, I've had new flare-ups. Which cause new symptoms and um, I do live with symptoms every day I don't Mm -hmm. have a day where I don't remember that I have MS and now some people do some people have mild forms of MS and they go for an infusion every few months or whatever they take a pill um, and they live virtually symptom-free but that's not the type of MS that I have
0: yeah I um I have the same um, with my central pain. I I can't remember a day where I had no pain, no nothing.
1: Right? I that would be lovely, but I don't actually remember what that's like. Um, I was also in a car accident um, before I got sick with MS or anything like that. Um, but I did have chronic pain prior to my MS diagnosis, and then um, you know it was pretty well managed. Um, and then of course you add in the the spasms and the nerve issues with MS and the fatigue and you're like okay that's that's seriously different chronic pain than what i was dealing with before
0: yes <laughs> um so i kind of want to get into the like, the better stuff um besides cuz we are chronic pain warriors but i want to like get more into your business um i um always like I see all your stuff on like Facebook and in social media and it just looks so cool what you're doing um, and oh, I just thank wanna, you. yeah I want to kind of like hear a little bit maybe how you got started with your business and how you thought about it
1: yeah so um, you know like I said I've been in social media marketing and marketing for a long time it's my passion um, and you know after I was diagnosed I realized that there was more of I, I was in a direct sales company um, in addition to having my social media marketing clients. And I was doing a lot of training on social media marketing for the direct sales company. And I realized that there were a lot of people out there, women especially, that had chronic illness um, or lived with some kind of limiting issue where they couldn't work for traditional nine to five. And yet they still wanted to run a business and they could use my help and my advice. Um, so that's essentially where Full of Grit and Grace came from, um, I, you know, because you need, you need grit to be a business owner or to, um, you know, be a blogger or anything like that, to have yeah. your own kind of a gig, as you want to say, like whatever you want to call it. I hate the word side hustle because I just don't like the word hustle, but whatever you want to call <laughs> it, right? Um, I'm, I'm an anti-hustle, it reminds me of gym class. but. Um, <laughs> You know, so whatever it is, it's your passive income stream, something you love, your passion project, you know, you need a lot of grit to have that. And I find that especially people with chronic illness and women especially, um, we don't give ourselves as much grace as we deserve. We tend to be like our own worst critics. So it's not only is it, um, you know, the, the reasoning behind it, um, it, it's important to me because it's, it's a reminder for me, not just for everyone else, but it's a reminder for me as well.
0: Yeah, and I and I love, I like the part with grit. I think it's so, like you don't ever really hear that. So it's really cool to like, say like you have grit like when you're in business.
1: Yeah, I mean, because you do, like look at all that you've been through and sometimes it takes grit just to get out of bed in the morning, like yes. take a shower, like these things take grit they take determination and you know not every day is going to be a good day you're not going to get a ton of stuff done every day but if you try your best and you get through the day with doing the best that you can or you feel like you're not enough at the end of each day like that's not a a life I want to live no matter what my physical limitations are so I'm trying to give myself more grace on that
0: yeah um what was like What was like your first, so I know you had the social media business um, and marketing, did it become more about like advocating once you were like diagnosed with MS?
1: It did. It really did. Um, My first, you know, it sounds silly in hindsight, I guess, but um, I didn't realize at first that what I was doing was advocacy because I I saw a need. I realized that I had a privilege. I realized that I understood how to use social media. I had a platform. I had a privilege in that I'm a college-educated young woman with um, a great support system. I live close to like some of the best hospitals in the world. Uh, You know, I have great health care and yet I still found it all very challenging. Like Mm-hmm. I was still denied for the treatment that I agreed um, upon with my doctor for my MS. I was still denied that by my health insurance. They wanted me to start on a less effective yep. disease modifying therapy, and then I could have a uh, relapse, which is possible like brain damage and, and symptoms that don't go away, a failure, and then I could have the more effective one. That was like the first time I was like, wait, what? No, that's not, this isn't going to work for me. Yeah. <laughs> And that, that's actually when I decided to be really open about my MS because I was like, wait, if I'm having this problem, there's got to be other people having this problem and someone's got to talk about it. And it, for me, it's kind of just been the art of never shutting up. I like I it. Just, I don't <laughs> I don't shut up. I know I, I who thought,
0: who knew? That's advocacy. <laughs> <laughs> that should be your tagline. The art of never shutting up.
1: You know, I, maybe I'll buy that website. I don't know. Um, my, my mom and I were joking about it, actually, because in December I um, had the honor of receiving Emerging Activist of the Year from the New England MS Society. And my mom was like, oh, I had no idea that your like ability to just never shut up about things you care about was going to give you an award one day. Like, I thought it would be more of a problem.
0: <laughs> no, it's actually, yeah. it could be both, but it's more the other one. (laughs) It's more of a good thing. Apparently so. I mean, we joke a lot in my
1: family, too. You gotta laugh about these things.
0: Yeah, because if you don't, you're just gonna be miserable the whole time.
1: Exactly. So it was really this past year of 2019 that I guess I became more of an official advocate advocate, um, on a more official platform, I'd say. Um, But it started primarily on social media and just sharing my story and um, working with my doctors, I, you know, because I do I do think you are your own best advocate in the healthcare system. Um, you know, I've always been an advocate in that sense, but I've really started to um, be more aware that my doctors work for me. And while they may be the experts, I still need to be my own best advocate. And so, you know, I've done research that would help me more with that and so I could be more present at my doctor's appointments and um, you know come up with a strategy to help prepare myself for appointments better and then um, I started sharing those strategies on social media and connecting with other advocates and I worked with the MS Society like I said this past year I attended their State action day here in Massachusetts I about to share my story at the State House. It was all really, really cool. Um, but really empowering as well. And you know, I I don't think you need to speak at the State House to be an advocate, but you can um you can really make a difference just by sharing your story.
0: Yeah. Um how did you become like an official advocate? Was it just like by speaking at different places or did you have to get like uh um, so the-
1: the MS Society specifically has an advocacy program where you can sign up um, online on their website, which I recommend if you have MS, just to go to their website and um, click on the advocacy section. And um, I had done that because well, it seems like you know a thing that was kind of on my vision board for twenty nineteen. I'd say is to get more involved in you know, see how I could help more. And uh, so I signed up for the advocacy emails and then I heard about the State Action Day and then I started working with their um, specific advocacy team and it kind of went from there. I also, um, like I said, I connected with other advocates online and I started um, being more active on the Wego Health platform, which is a patient advocacy platform. Um, I'm actually moderating for them this month and the next two months as well um, because, well, I found some really great valuable resources there and they help um, to connect patients with different companies and different um, organizations looking for patient advocates and patient feedback.
0: So cool. Well, I think you're killing the game and i'm excited to like be a part of your journey and get to see like where else you go and maybe we can even collaborate on something together soon.
1: Yes, i would love that. I mean, what you're doing with your podcast is advocacy and it's amazing because you're empowering people to tell their stories and you know helping people realize that they're not alone and i mean there are a lot of things that suck about chronic illness, right? Like, you know. Yeah. But the the worst thing is to think that you're the only one, that there's no yes. one that could possibly understand, right?
0: Yes. Like, I was lucky to have, like, the parents and my friends and my boyfriend that I do who supported me through the whole thing. And, like, never. Right. And never, like, doubted me. And if I doubted myself, they were always there to pick me up.
1: Absolutely. And that's such a privilege. I have the same like great support system. My family and my husband, my friends, they've been beside me for all of this. Um, But you know, I know that not everyone's that lucky.
0: Yeah. So I always want to be like that person for them in any way that I can.
1: Well, you totally are.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much. If you want to just let us know like where you can be found and I'll put the links in the description
1: Sure. Yeah. Um. You can find me. My blog is full of grit and grace at um, full of grit and grace and um, my I you can find me there on Facebook under full of grit and grace. That's my business page as well as um, I have an Instagram account where I do share a lot of chronic illness stuff, which is at the Jenna Green. So. T-H-E-J-E-N-N-A-G-R-E-E-N because Jenna Green was taken. So now we can all laugh about how I am the Jenna Green.
0: (laughs) I like that. Well, thank you. And it has been a great talk. And I will see you guys all next week. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, guys.